All right, take your Bibles. Turn with me to Proverbs, if you would. The book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Proverbs, chapter 4 in your Bibles. You should have your handout with you. How many of you made some progress on the homework assignment? Ah, one. Good. All right. (laughs) One. Well, we do have more of those assignments if you lost it or maybe the dog ate it. You know, whatever. Uh, We do have more of those. It's not uh, a long assignment. It's not a hard one. You can do it. And uh, we do have those. If you uh, did not receive, you should. There were two handouts last week. One was... One was entitled The Simple, and that was the homework assignment. Not, not too difficult. Look at one proverb, Proverbs chapter 9, and then answer some questions there. And, uh, of course, some of those, uh, you might remember, was one of the questions was, uh, how do you think the simple person would act in the following three scenarios? One, he's a simple person, he's a college student on spring break. What's he going to do? Uh, or maybe he's in his 30s, he's an adult, but he's never grown up. How is this, what is a simple, what's that man going to act like? What are the decisions he's going to make? Or the third one was, uh, he's a baby boomer, and he's facing retirement, but he's a simple person. What, what's his condition? What's he looking at? And I want you to read Proverbs chapter 9. And, uh, you know, I only gave like three lines to write things down. For the baby boomer, there's only like a line and a half, okay? So you don't have to write a book. You know, they're, they're short answers. Um, my wife asked me the other day, she said, did you do the homework assignment? <laughs> All right, I wrote it, right? All right. Um, and then you should have received a handout. And I'm going to give you one of these. There are five personalities in, in Proverbs that we're going to look at. And I'm going to give you a handout for each one of the five personalities. I cannot tell you how valuable this is, okay? This is very, very valuable. Um, A lot of hours have gone into it, but that's not what makes it valuable. It's just taking the Word of God and giving you uh, uh, really a synopsis of each one of these personalities. And uh, you'll be able to go back, look over it, read over it. Uh, Maybe you find yourself employed by somebody else, and you want to know who your boss is. Well, it'd be nice to know who he is based upon what the Bible says. You'll know who he is and how he thinks and why he does what he does. Um, That's a very practical way to do it. Or maybe you're the boss and you want to know why you can't motivate this person to do anything. What do you have to do besides fire him? Okay, so there are some wonderful, wonderful truths that are very practical. Do you remember uh, we talked about it last Sunday evening as we started and you remember, you remember why much of Proverbs, most of it is penned down, written by King Solomon. And it's to his son, from a father to a son. Um, have you ever wished you had more wisdom than you do? Have you ever been faced with a situation and you're like, you know, I wish, I wish I knew what to do in this situation. You know, sometimes wisdom comes from experience. Sometimes it comes from failure. Um, this is not what we should try for, but in my own life, I know many times I've had to learn the hard way. I gave you the, I've told you about me trying to just get a little bit of icing off of my birthday cake and putting my hand right smack dab on the burner. It was off, it just was still hot, 
from, and my mom had said, don't touch the cake. Or another time when I think mom or dad, you were scooping ice cream and I was just a little guy. I would have been under seven and, uh, and I wanted to see what was in it. I don't know, maybe there wasn't a nice enough picture on the outside then, I don't know. And so I'm, I had my hands on the corner of the uh, countertop, and I was jumping up as hard as I could, pushing myself with my hands, jumping with my legs, trying to look inside. One, two, stop that. I'm trying to see, stop jumping. And the next time, I don't know, it was like Air Jordan, here I come, and I must have took off, and I hit my head right on the corner of the cabinet. And all I know is the blood went, it was like a squirt gun. And then I ran out of the kitchen into the bathroom and locked the door. (laughs) Don't know why, but uh, then my parents were like, unlock the door. You know, the last thing they saw was a geyser. You know, sadly, there there have been times in my life where I've had to learn the hard way. Is that the best way to learn? Experience is the... That's not Bible, though, is it? (laughs) It's a teacher, but it can be a hard teacher. And, you know, it's one thing to learn not to jump up and down in the corner of the cabinets in your kitchen. That's one lesson to learn the hard way. But sadly, many times people are learning lessons that have far greater consequences the hard way. And so as Solomon's writing to his son, He's writing, and I'm saying all this because I want you to to get the sense of why he's writing. He's writing to his son because he wants his son to learn from wisdom. And if you'll learn from wisdom, the word of God, God himself, you don't have to learn the hard way. It can save you a lot of heartache. And so as Solomon's writing to his son, he's wanting him to learn from wisdom. He wants his son to be wise. You're in Proverbs chapter 4. Look with me at verse number 7, would you? Verse number 7. He's writing to his son. Uh, Let's start at verse 5. He says in verse 5, get wisdom. He's speaking to his son. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, speaking of wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, love wisdom, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Hold on to her, talking about wisdom, and don't let go. Hold on to her and don't let go. Let's pray, and then we'll, we'll catch up in our notes and... Um, and we'll, we'll move on. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us, I pray, tonight as we look at your word. Father, I pray that we would be a wise people. Uh, Father, that we wouldn't be scorners or fools or simpletons or slothful, but that we would be wise. Help us, I pray. Teach us from your word. Uh, Father, burden us for wisdom, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now, who can... Who can remind me of the five personalities in Proverbs? Who can remind me? Go ahead and name them. There's five. Simple. All right, good. There's one. The slothful, wise, fool, and scorner. All right, we got them. Hey, you guys are great. 
All right, you guys are great. All right. Um, oop, gave that too fast. Yep, has reversed too. All right, so we got the five types of personalities, the five personalities in Proverbs. Did anybody not get their hand out? The ushers were having them. If you need one, raise your hand. We've got a couple right up here. Oh, boy. We've got a number. Uh, the ushers, here they come. Everybody lower your hands or you're going to run out of blood in your hand. They're going to grab them and they're going to come right back. And when they do, I'll, I'll mention it. Let's review just a few things. I was hoping you'd have them in your hand. We defined the, uh, we gave a definition for simple person. Uh, the definition, you remember, was one who's void of understanding. Now, do you remember one who's void of understanding? Um, that, that has to do with head knowledge, it's true. But you remember what I said about the simple person? It's not as much a, a lack of head knowledge as it is a willful ignorance from their heart. Uh, sometimes this shows up in young people. In fact, the simple person often is connected uh, with being a young person. Um, it's uh, instruction is given from mom to the child, and the response is, yeah, I don't really care. Now, you'd never say that to your mom or dad, but that's kind of the attitude. And the sign of that is I'm a simple person at heart. A simple person, remember the slogan or the statement I made, it's like, uh, I don't know, and kind of like, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm just going through life, don't bother, don't bother me with the details, I'm willfully simple. I just want to hang out in my bedroom and play games and don't bother me with reality in life. Okay. Now, that tends to be a young person, but young people, all of us have been simple at times in our lives and simple about different things. But God wants us to grow up. He wants us to grow up. It's not that there aren't times to play games. It's not that there aren't times to relax and enjoy or, or even enjoy some sort of entertainment. But it would be a tragedy if a person continues in simplicity throughout their lives. Okay, So the definition was one who's void of understanding. And remember, this is an intellectual and willful ignorance. An intellectual and willful ignorance. Uh, number two, you remember I gave you the characteristics of the simple. They're ignorant or they're naive. Naive. Ignorant. Um, boy, that's dangerous. I was naive when I tried to reach for that icing on that cake, when I put my hand on that burner. I'm, I'm glad there's no, there are no scars. Now, I have a scar in my hand right here from working for, uh, for a man in heating and air conditioning when I was 15, 16 years of age. And I was putting the, we, we had set the furnace, and uh, now we were connecting all of our ductwork to the ductwork that was coming up out of the furnace, and we were using what's called an S-lock, or a, and, and, and we were connecting these two parts, and, and he was, had a hammer, and he's beating it into place, and it wasn't going, but you couldn't bend it, and so we had to be very careful. They're trying to get it in place, and I looked at it, and I said, can't we just slide it on? And he said, he told me, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he said, if you slide it on, you're going to bleed all over this basement. And he's beating away on it, you know, and I'm thinking there's got to be another way. I'm telling you, you can slide this on carefully. And so while he was on the other side of the furnace beating it on, as a 16-year-old, I know. I took it and I slid it on, and guess what? It went right on. Whoosh. And all of a sudden, I felt drip, drip, drip. 
Now, I'm not going to tell any more stories about how I've bled all over Flint, okay, tonight. But I still have a horseshoe of a scar right there on my hand because I wasn't willing to receive instruction. I was naive. And even when he told me what would happen, I didn't listen to him. (laughs) A simpleton. Simpleton. Okay, so characteristics of a simple, ignorant or naive, easily misled or deceived, uh, lacks foresight and discernment, and, and simple people are naturally inclined toward foolishness. Now, we're going to talk a little more about that tonight. And the last one, letter E, was they love to be simple. You know, I just, if the Bible didn't say it, I don't know that I'd believe it. Why would a simple person love to be simple? But yet, Proverbs 1 and verse 22 says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? Whew. You know, it can be a hard life for a simple person. And so, so, so Solomon is writing to his son, and he's saying, Son, son, don't love simplicity. Be a wise man. Embrace wisdom. Now, we're here at Roman numeral 3. And so let's look and we'll move along. It says, the simple are faced with a decision. You know that? That's true. The simple person is faced with a decision. And a simple person has to choose. In other words, intentionally, they're going to have to seek wisdom. Uh, Or if they don't, they're going to digress to foolishness. A simple person normally doesn't stay simple. And that's what I want you to understand. It's true that we're all young people in general, youth, young people, God's word tells us, tend to be simple. That's okay. Uh, That's where we are. That's where we were. But we need to be growing and maturing. But I I need us all to understand something, and that's this. A simple person doesn't normally stay simple their whole life. Now, some do, but it's, it's a bit rare. Simple people tend to either become wise or they tend to digress and become fools, the Bible says, or even scorners. Uh, in other words, there, there's a decision for a simple person to make. And every one of us here ought to be able to make this decision. We can either choose simplicity to stay there and let it take us where it wants to, foolishness or scorner. Or we can choose wisdom. That's the choice. Look over to Proverbs chapter 9 in your Bibles. Proverbs chapter 9. Because there really are two different calls, and this is your assignment. Uh, now, don't fill in your blanks while I'm, I'm preaching, okay, tonight. Don't do your homework during class. But you could probably gain some things from it. You can make a a brief note, okay? Just don't write the book, okay? Uh, But in Proverbs chapter 9, there are two personalities who call out to this simple person. The first personality is wisdom. She cries out, I'm over here. Come to wisdom. Follow me. Follow wisdom. But then there's another personality that cries out, and it's personified by a foolish woman, or I could say it this way, foolishness cries out and says, come over here to the simple person. Follow me. Uh, And every one of us have a decision to make. Look at verse number one and notice the call of wisdom. Verse one, I'll read down through verse number six of chapter nine. It says, wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. In other words, wisdom is successful 
And biblical wisdom is successful before God. Verse 3, she hath sent forth her maidens, she hath cried upon the highest places of the city. Remember now, Solomon's writing to his son. Verse 4, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live true life and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. In the first six verses, though, you notice how there's an invitation. It says in verse 4, the person, who, whoever's simple, let him turn in hither. Come to wisdom. In verse 5, you see the word come. Come, eat of my bread, wisdom says, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. And then he, wisdom says, forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. You know, the call of wisdom is to life. Isn't that what you as a father want for your children? That they would live a life that is successful in the the eyes of God? Not just successful in this life, but successful for all of eternity. We have some handouts coming, so raise your hand. Bob Bob will see that you get one. So the the call of 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 wisdom is to life and to understanding through the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the Holy. Look down at verse number 10 of chapter 9. Verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So the result of wisdom, it results in long life. Look at verse 11. For by me, wisdom says, thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. So wisdom actually says, wisdom leads to a successful prosperous, blessed life. Now, I'm not preaching a health and wealth gospel here tonight, but just very simply reading what God says through the book of Proverbs, wisdom leads to a successful life, a God-pleasing life. But there's another call in Proverbs, in in Proverbs chapter 9. The first is wisdom crying out, but the latter part of Proverbs chapter 9 is the call of the foolish or the strange woman. Look at verse 13 down through verse 17. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing, knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. You know, the call of the foolish or the strange woman in verses 13 through, through 17 is the call to the forbidden, is the way I wrote it. Or the call to pleasure. Now, is there anything wrong with pleasure? Yes or no? Think. think. Um, you remember, the Bible says that at God's right hand are pleasures forevermore. In our study of Revelation, we find that what God has prepared for them who love him is really beyond our comprehension. And it will be pleasure forevermore. But 
in this society and in our world, in this sin-tainted world, this sin-cursed earth, things that God intended for good have been twisted for evil. And sadly, people call it pleasure. Well, foolishness cries out to the simple too and says, come on, it'll be fun. Come on, live a little. Come on, you deserve a break. And, and so the call is to the forbidden, to pleasure, to immediate gratification that requires no effort. And notice the result in verse, verse 18. But he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. So there are two calls. Oh, I went the wrong way. Here they are. The simple is presented with two calls, and, and then let her be there. You see, the choice is ultimately between holiness and self-restraint. Holiness and self-restraint, or passion and feeling. Now think about that with me for just a moment. I highlighted it in red in my, in my notes. The choice for the simple person is between a life of wisdom, a life of holiness, or a life of passion. I've talked to you about that before. I can live my life according to my passions and my desires, but that is not a life of wisdom. That is not a life of wisdom. It is not wise for me to spend everything that I have now on gratification for today. How many of you understand that? That would make sense, wouldn't it? What if tonight we all went out and spent everything, every penny we owned on, on our like dream, whatever we wanted. Some of you go out and buy a brand new car and some of you would go out and go in to get as, into much, as much debt for the, the finest house as you possibly could get, but not be able to make the payments. That would be foolishness, okay? So it's not wise for a person to live their life according to their passions and their desires. And so the cry for wisdom really can be boiled down to let her be there. The choice is between holiness or passion. Uh, it's between self-restraint or my feelings. How many of you, when you think of the word self-restraint, you get all excited? You get goosebumps and you're like, yeah, let's go. Self-restraint. I mean, we're, we're, I'm talking to, for the most part tonight, born-again believers. And when I use the word self-restraint, there's kind of like a, hmm, really? I mean, no one likes it. But you know what? Wisdom leads you and me to self-restraint. Wisdom will lead a father to self-restraint when disciplining his children. The simple dad who's turned into a scorner or a foolish man flies off the handle into, an, into a rage and begins to beat his children. So when we talk about self-restraint for a moment, we might be thinking, am I going to get the ice cream cone with a triple scoop? Or self-restraint with only one scope? Am I going to get the waffle cone? Or am I going to get, show self-restraint and get the other cone? Which, by the way, really aren't worth getting. It's the waffle cone. That's an obvious answer. You know? But are you following me? We, we can think about self-restraint in the, in, the, in, the, in the area of cones and ice cream scoops. But when we think about it in reality, in, in life, it, it leads to disaster. Uh, uh, a life of passion and living my life according to my feeling. Uh, notice Roman numeral four. Roman numeral four. And I'm going to give you some dealings. Now, we've seen the decision the simple is faced with. 
And, and by the way, if you're a mom and dad and you have children in your home and you have a child who's simple, it is proper to teach them the definition of a simple person, to help them understand that they are a simple person, and to help bring them to the point of decision. That is part of your role as a mom and dad. Okay. It's, and, and you don't have to break out the notes. But maybe while you're, you're on a walk with them, or maybe you're out hunting with them, or maybe you're out golfing with them, or whatever you do with them, and, and, and normally something will happen. And there are consequences coming because of their simplicity. And you can say, you know, the Bible says this, and I've been there. In fact, I can remember doing this in my life. And junior, you don't have to continue in simplicity. You don't have to learn the hard way. And there's a call that comes from wisdom to you. And you can, you can turn from your simplicity to wisdom, and God will give it. Or if you continue on this track, it's going to get worse. You see, you, can, you, can, you ought to talk to your children about these things. If you're a teacher, if you're a teacher, we have some teachers in this room, you might have some students in a couple of weeks who fall into this category. Okay? They're going to be simple. All right. Um, and you know what? It's not inappropriate for you to talk this way to them. What, what do teachers do in the first couple of weeks? They're setting the bar, right? They can be the friend later, but not in the first, not in the first month. Nope, we're going to set the bar. This is how the classroom runs. This is what's expected. And, and teachers, you need to know who you're dealing with in your class. Okay, you're in the class. Are you one of the simpleton? Are you following? Are you easily misled? Are you just kind of going along? The scorner will reveal himself pretty soon, pretty early this, this fall. If you're in grade school, he's going to re- reveal himself. If he doesn't come in with a sign over his head saying, I'm the scorner, hello, it's me. It's going to be revealed in like day one or day two. It is going to show itself very quickly. If you're a simple young person, you need to know, I'm not following them. I'm not going to follow them. And here's the thing. The scorners tend to be cool. And so it's going to be hard for you. Because if you want to be anybody, somebody, there's going to be pressure to laugh at everything the guy says. And you're going to have to make a choice. Mom and dad, you need to know your children. You need to know your children. All right, uh, uh, number four, dealing with the simple. Uh, wisdom is gained through, uh, first of all, letter A, the word of God and instruction. How can a simple person become a wise person? Well, wisdom is gained through the word of God and instruction. Take your Bibles, look over to Psalm 19. Psalm 19. We're going we're gonna to turn to a few passages. Psalm 19. And look with me, if you would, at verse number 7. Psalm 19, verse 7. How can a simple person become a wise person? And that is a good question. Verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Now when he says in verse 7, the law of the Lord, he's talking about the Bible. When he says uh, that the, the testimony of the Lord is sure, he's talking about the Bible. 
Do you know that a, a simple person beca- can become a wise person by receiving instruction of the Word of God? The Word of God will give wisdom. I don't know, while, while James says that if any, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, he doesn't hold back, and it, wisdom, shall be given you. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, okay? So, he, and James says, if, if you lack wisdom, ask God, and ask him, taking him at his word. He doesn't say, if, if you lack wisdom, if you're a simple person, you lack wisdom, ask in faith. I'm just going to step out. No, that's not what faith is. Faith is taking God at his word. And so Proverbs, or, or Psalms tells us in uh, 19, Psalm 19, verse 7, that the word of God makes simple people wise. You see, people who take God at his word become wise people. They do. And people who don't take God at his word, people who reject God's word and think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, it's not worth my time. It's not worth my time to read. It's not my, worth my time to attend a service where it's preached and taught, are inevitably going to continue in their simplicity. And, and on a side note here, talking to men in this room, and uh, uh, men and women in this room, uh, can I ask you do you, seek, do you seek the wisdom that is the Word of God? I, I've told you about the foundation devotional, or the feature devotional that we have, or a dollar. You can have them, okay? Take one. Take it. It's, I'm telling you to take it, okay? That means it's not stealing. I would rather you have one and never pay a dollar than to never have one. They're that good because it helps you understand the Word of God. And as you grow in your understanding of the Word of God, maybe there will be a day where you don't need the feature or a devotional guide. But let me ask you, are you in the Word of God? Do you look to the Word of God? Uh, some of us are very disciplined. Some of us are not. If you're not a disciplined person, it's probably true for you that the only time you pick up this book is on Sunday when you're, coming, you're running out the door to come to church. There are others of you in this room who you're very disciplined and it's become, or it's become a discipline in your life and maybe you're an early riser. You get up early and you open the Bible and you read some of Proverbs and maybe some of the New Testaments or, or the Psalms or th- maybe you're reading through the, the whole Bible. Um, Maybe, it, maybe your routine is at night before you go to bed. And you, 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 get, you lay down and, and you have the discipline not to just boom. And you get your Bible out and you read some of God's word. But are you daily in the word of God? There's, there's such a thing as man's wisdom. Claw your way to the top. Find out, what's, find out, find out what the trend is and get ahead of it. And then there's a thing called God's wisdom that's from heaven itself, that's from God himself, and it has, it has spanned all of time. And always the people, God's people, who have taken him at his word, it produces wisdom. Um, in Psalm 119, verse 130, the Bible says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, and it giveth understanding unto the simple. The entrance of the word of God into the heart of a man gives wisdom. 
gives wisdom. Uh, Letter B. Letter B. Uh, Wisdom is also gained through negative consequences in the lives of others. Wisdom is also gained through negative consequences in the lives of others. You know that a, a simple person can be made wise by watching other people reap what they sow in a negative way. I think my sister benefited from some of my spankings growing up. I do. It's kind of funny, but I think she kind of learned from that. There were times I learned from her. Uh, uh, she'd come and talk to me about something, and, and she'd say, you know, you need, to, you need to stand with me on this. You know, I'm talking to mom and dad about this, and you, you need to stand with me, and we need to... And I said, you're on that. I'm, you're, all, you're going alone on that one. And if you think you're going to... You're crazy. You're, you're all alone. <laughs> Heather, I'm not going with you. You know, because I had listened and observed and heard and, yep, I'm not going there. See, I gained some wisdom by seeing the consequences my sister brought upon herself. Um, a simple person can gain wisdom through negative consequences in the lives of others. Look back to Proverbs, would you? Chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19. Did I put these whole scripture passages in your notes? Oh, that's too bad. I won't make that mistake again. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 25. Verse 25 says, Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. Look at, just look at those words. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. Are you in a position of leadership? The simple does not have the same attitude of the scorner. And I know we're at a disadvantage here in our study because we haven't studied the scorner yet. And we really don't know his personality yet. If you work with young people at all, uh, or you have for any time, you know what a scorner, you know a scorner. He's a leader. Um, he's loud. He's rebellious at heart. He doesn't follow. At least he does, in his mind, he doesn't follow. He's, he's marching to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't think he's following anybody. Now, is he following anybody? Yeah, he is. But you couldn't convince him of that. He's doing his own thing. He takes a lot of pride in it. Okay. All right. The scorner's a leader. And simple people tend to follow him. If you're in a situation, and this may be true for your family... This may be true for a classroom. This may be true for a school. To leave a scorner in his position encourages the simple people, the young people, to follow him. And they will, unless, as we just read, smite a scorner and the simple will beware. That doesn't mean you you smack the person, okay? But that means that the simple people observe consequences in the life of the scorner. Now, I would also say this to you as parents. You may have a young person, your child, all of our children by nature tend to be simple, okay? They're growing up. Please don't go home and be like, you know what? I knew it. You were simple all along. You've been simple since birth, and you're simple today, and it ends right now. I expect wisdom, okay? You're asking too much of your kid. They they should be growing up. But if you have children who are simple, and they have a friend who's a scorner, and you as a parent are like, you know what, honey, we're going to reach this scorner. 
for the Lord. We're going to reach them for the Lord, honey. So here's what we're going to do to do that. We're going to let our children be around them a lot. You're asking for major trouble with your kids. You're basically throwing your kid to the wolf. Your simple young person is not going to lead the scorner. They're not going to lead the scorner. The scorner, the scorner will lead them. And so, in leadership, we have to understand, if we have a scorner, the simple are going to follow the scorner. And the way for the simple to be wise, to grow in wisdom, is the scorner reaps what he sows. And maybe that means they're no longer allowed to attend that school. Maybe they're no longer allowed to be part of that class. Maybe they can't be a part of, uh, they can't hang out with your young person. There are consequences. Okay. Um, Let's move on. Uh, Proverbs 21 verse 11 says, When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. That's pretty straightforward. We can all understand that. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. Letter C. Letter C. Um, There's a third way that wisdom is gained that the Bible tells us. And that's through direct consequences. And I put down next to that the rod. And that's the biblical term for it. But the other way is... You know, I think some of you, it was called the switch, uh, the belt, the paddle, right? Okay, we've all heard about these things. Um, The glue stick, right? All right. The reminder stick. Lots of different things it's called. Um, But direct consequences. Now, this is how wisdom is gained. Now, again, if you work with, if you have a coworker who's a simple person, uh, this isn't for you, okay? You know, what you need is the rod. You don't say that to an adult, okay? Um, <clears throat> but for a child, it can be, it is, there are times when it is appropriate, and it is the way that God has ordained to help your young person grow up from being a simple young person to being a wise person. And you say, well, you know what, I don't believe in corporal punishment, Pastor Seth. I would never spank my kid. Well, then, you're disobeying the instruction of the Word of God, and your young person is going to continue, continue to be simple until they turn into a scorner or a fool. And where that will really, the chickens will really come home to roost about high school. And that's why the, the teens are, are so feared in America today. Because young people have been left simple and now they, 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 don't, they don't recognize consequences. I can take what I want, say what I want to mom and dad. You know what? Occasionally mom and dad fly off the handle or discipline them in an, in an unbiblical, wrong way. Uh, but that young person grows up from being simple to being a scorner, to being a fool. I'm using biblical language here. Some of them end up in prison or uh, in abusive situations, either being the abuser or being the abused. I believe with all my heart in corporal punishment for young people. Because the Bible says it. And I don't mean in an abusive way. I mean in an appropriate, God-honoring, it's an act of faith. And there have been times where Cindy and I have talked with each other about one of our children, and I won't go into any names, but there have been times where I've, we've talked to each other and we're like, you know what, I'm not sure the spankings are working. What do we do? And you know what? In one conversation it was, you know what? God said it would work. And so we're going to keep doing it the right way. 
And you know what? It worked. It worked. It didn't work like this. That's what we want in America. We want like a, I want a, a Big Mac and fries, supersized. They can make that in under three minutes. Do you know what you're eating? I mean, it's like there, wham. And we want our children to go from being simplistic to smarter and more wise than us. Like that. And that's not, that is wrong expectation for our kids. Um, Let's continue. Uh, Direct consequences. And and there's a couple things I've written here for you. To the extent foolishness needs to be removed, and that's the goal of it, it seems that the idea of the simple is often connected with the youth or the young man, young people. Proverbs 22, verse 15 says that foolishness is bound in the heart of the child. So since the natural inheritance of the simple is folly or foolishness, And the word simple includes the idea of foolishness. The simple is often to some extent foolish and needs to have foolishness driven out of him. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 13 says, In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Now, I'm going to define or explain that We've never spanked our children on their back, but on their backside. Kennedy, you're kind of giving me a look. (laughs) But you know what? There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. Okay? I think Dr. Young was here, and he actually illustrated for us how it's done. And it's not you wrestling with your kid, flailing away like you're in a sword fight. There's an appropriate way. And my children know, you know, we always do it in the same place of the home. Almost always. Almost always. Like 98, 99% of the time. There's a room in the home that's designated. And it's not the family room. It's private. Okay? I'm not going to mock my children or make a mockery of them in front of other people. I'm not trying to embarrass them go to the room, and I'll be there in just a few minutes. Normally, when I arrive, they have the reminder stick out in hand, and they hand it to me. I never set it up that way, but that's often what happens. And I'll ask them, why do you deserve a reminder? And they'll tell me. Sometimes I'll ask, how many reminders do you think you deserve for that? And they'll tell me. In the beginning with one of them, it was always one, one, no, not one. Got to go up. But you know what? What they're learning is actions have consequences. And sometimes the consequence varies depending on the action. What they're learning is the not to be simple young people. Okay, they're going to grow. It's not going to always be this way. I can remember my dad, one of the happiest days of my life. I was about 12, and my dad came home. My mom said, Seth needs to be spanked. And uh, in we went, you know. And my dad sat there on his bed for a moment, and he said, Seth, I'm tired of spanking you. And for a while there, I got a lot of them, a lot of them. Like it was like two sets or three sets a day, it seemed like. It was like all the time. And uh, it, it probably wasn't that, but it seemed like that, I'll tell you. And my dad looked at me and said, you know, I'm tired of spanking you. And he said, you know what, you're 12 years old now. 
frankly, you're getting too old. And he said, I shouldn't have to spank you. The reality is you're going to start getting spankings another way. There are going to be other kinds of consequences, is what he was saying. They're going to be bigger than spankings. As adults, we've experienced that. We're like, you know what? I'd like to be spanked (laughs) instead of what I'm going to get. I'll take it here. And boy, I wish I could pick a number, right? And I remember my, my dad looked at me and said, you know, this is the last one I'm going to give you. And I was like, lay it on me, Dad. This is it. You know, that was a happy day, Dad. And as best I remember, that was the last one that he ever gave me. But, you know, my parents faithfully and biblically disciplined me throughout my youth. And I'm so glad that they did. Proverbs twenty two fifteen says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. I'm going to stop there, and uh, let's pray. We'll finish this up next week. Did I hear an all man? You deserve something. Let's get a gift card for Mrs. Dodge. <laughs> all right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, its truth, words to live by, life-changing words, life-giving words. Father, your word gives wisdom. It is wisdom. And Father, I pray that we would seek it. I pray that we would embrace your word, that we'd embrace wisdom. And Lord, I pray that you would make us wise people. Uh, Father, help us, I pray, in the areas of our lives where we're simple. God, protect our children as they uh, are born into this world simple and need to grow in wisdom. Father, I pray that you'd help us as parents in how to help our children and how to train them up. Lord, I pray for those in this room who work with young people. We have a number of teachers. We have, other, we have leadership, principals, administrator. Lord, I pray you'd give them wisdom. Father, for all of us are tempted at times to define and identify people according to man's wisdom and decide how we ought to handle the situation and what we think can be done. And, and Lord, sometimes we overlook your word. So, Father, give us wisdom, I pray, and we know that you will. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. You are.